I'm so excited to be here. It's a plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. Uh, <laughs> yes, and back at you, sir. And to all of us who get to be with you today, thank you for being on the panel show. Hey, John! <laughs> Hello, Pamela. Great to be here. Super excited. How are you doing? Oh, it is so exciting. Well, everybody, this is John Tallarico. Pamela Show, where we learn and we grow together. Today, my guest is none other than Stefan Leary. Now, Stefan Leary is an amazing individual. He is a motivational speaker. He's a teacher. In fact, he's one of the unscripted voices mentors. He's also an author, a coach, an inventor, a brilliant businessman, and a minister, which means he gives all the credit to above for what he is doing in his life and through his life. Now listen, one of my favorite attributes of Mr. Stefan is his ability to tell a story. He is an incredible storyteller and you get to hear him today. And everything that he does when he tells his story, when he speaks is to encourage the hearer, which like I said today is you. So are you excited? Are you ready to be blessed and encouraged? I hope so because you are about to be transformed. Will you help me welcome Stefan to the show today? Come on in, Stefan! Hello and welcome back to The Pamela Show, where we learn and grow together. And you are going to learn and grow. In fact, you know what? You're going to need a telescope at the end of today to see how far you've gone because today's guest, my good friend, but let me tell you, I've already introduced him a little bit to you already, but check it out. Inventor, speaker, author, coach. And like I said, my friend, Stefan Leary is here to empower you today. Hello, <laughs> Stefan. How are you? Hello, Pamela. How are you? And hello to the audience. I'm so excited to be here. Looking forward to an awesome time. Oh, it is going to be an awesome time because I know that when you show up, the party is just getting started. So. <laughs> well, you know, I've been told that many times. So let's party. Let's party. <laughs> so I have an empowerment quote for you. And we discussed it just a couple of minutes ago. And I, I, I just I just thank heaven for giving the exact quote for the right for each person. And so our mentor, and I say ours because he's yours and he's mine. One of our mentors, the legendary Les Brown says, you have greatness in you. Yes. Now, this is powerful to me as a minister because I believe that we have the greater one in us, which is why we have greatness in us and all that potential 
it just God desires to pull it out of us and to utilize it, you know, to affect the masses of people. Yes. Greatness in you. And I like to add, you have greatness in you. So step into your greatness. Yes, I love yeah. That. I love what it. does it mean to you, Stefan? When I hear that, it's uh, it's it's gives me chills because I had the opportunity to speak to Mr. Les Brown and little did I know over my 27 years of training and coaching, you know, high school and college kids, professional basketball players, I used to always say there are seeds of greatness in you. And so when I got a chance to talk to him and meet with him and he and people told me, well, you sound like Les Brown. He says there's greatness in you. And it resonated with who I was, what I was about, actually affirmed and confirmed that perhaps I was speaking, <laughs> speaking the right things over these many years. But what it means to me is that everything you hope, dream, and desire to be in life, it's in you. Wow. All you have to do is tap into it. And I always say that God uses God moments mm -hmm. to place us in a time, in a season to where we grow and we multiply into who he has called us to be. Wow. He created every single one of us with purpose. And that's the greatness that is in you. You have to tap into it tap into it and i have a feeling you're going to be talking to us today about tapping into your greatness yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely how well, we can I, tap into it i have heard bits and pieces of your story which is amazing and i am excited to hear more today but yes. i even have a greater anticipation in me for everybody listening and tuning in mm -hmm to hear from you. And remember the theme is that we learn and we grow together. Yes. I have such anticipation in my heart today that there is gonna be exponential growth. Yes. People, because of this word and due season that's gonna come through you and into others today, take it away and inspire us today. Thank you, thank you so much, Pamela. It is such an honor to be here with you today and uh, truly humbling. Uh, for myself. Uh, it's a new journey for me that, uh, that I'm on. Um, I've been in sports and training and coaching for 27 years and COVID hit and I shifted to becoming an author and a speaker. And I had to go back to a place and realize that Stefan Leary had a tremendous situation happen, circumstance happen at the age of 17. I was adopted by a white family and sort of like the movie, The Blind Side. And it changed the course of my life forever. And I told people that I had lived my life from 17 to 50 um, as that adopted kid by this white family. When COVID hit, it made me reflect back to zero to 17. And when I had to look back at zero to 17, what I didn't realize was all of the pain and anguish and uh, abuse and suffering that I had endured to get to the place where I was. And so God took me back to that place. That place began in Louisiana. 
My mom was a single mom, actually in Louisiana. She lived with a man that was an abusive man. Um, he was a gambler and a drinker. He would come home in the middle of the night and he would abuse my mom. And if we as kids cried or whatever, he would also abuse us. Um, I began to grow up in a situation where uh, my mother, um, she was so afraid that she ran. In the middle of the night, I don't know time or whatever. All I know is that one night, my mom grabbed all of us, threw us in a car with a strange man, and off we drove. We drove to a place where I now reside and where my mom resides in Houston, Texas. And we lived in Houston, Texas. I remember as a kid, I walked outside the first time. And it was so unfamiliar that I screamed and my mom ran outside and she grabbed me and she said, come inside, come inside. She woke us all up and she told us that she had left my dad and that we were in Houston, Texas. She also told us that we had to stay in the house. We couldn't go outside and play because my dad was on the hunt to find us, that he had a gun, that he wanted to kill us and killed her. And so we were locked in the house for a while. We were able to go outside whenever my mom would make contact with her siblings. And they would say, we seen him yesterday or today. So we knew he was in Louisiana. So she could say, go outside and play, go outside and play. And then she would say, we haven't seen him in a while. And she would bring us in the house and we had to just stay in the house, not knowing if he would ever find us. Finally, the search was over. And so I grew up in a small, I grew up in Houston, Texas, two bedroom apartment with seven siblings and a Sing, uh, a mom with a boyfriend, and life began as I knew it. Many of my siblings turned to the streets, drugs, alcohol, dropped out of school. I told people, I tell people and the young people that I coach, I went to school for just a few reasons, Pamela. One was to eat breakfast because there was nothing to eat at home. But I would run away from school after I ate breakfast me and my siblings. And we would go home and climb back in the bed. And then we would wake up and we would run to school just to eat lunch. <laughs> and we would run back home and we wouldn't go to school. My mom got in trouble and she said, you guys have to get up and go to school or I'm gonna go to jail. So I found myself going to school for those reasons. Eat breakfast, eat lunch, and then I fell in love with recess. So I went to school for breakfast, lunch, and recess. I began to, uh, my teachers and stuff began to say to me that I was a pretty good athlete. And so I fell in love with sports and it gave me a reason to wanna to get up and go to school. So as I grew throughout my youth, I, I fell in love with playing football, basketball, baseball, ran track, I boxed, I swam, I did everything to find security in myself and to escape the troubles of the inner city. My siblings turned to drugs and alcohol. Sooner or later, they dropped out of school. I stayed in school because I wanted to play sports. My brother, my oldest brother, he loved to play as well. He used to take me around to parks to play basketball against the best. 
whatever park we heard about, there was a uh, good games going on. He would take me to play. We played at a park even where, you know, George Floyd, who grew up in Third Ward as well. He was, he used to be at McGregor Park where, where I grew up and played at. Um, he took me to a gym where there were Hall of Fame players like Elvin Hayes would bring his son, uh, University of Houston guys like Clyde Drexler and Michael Young and Mishaw and Reed Geddes. Those top name guys were there. And my brother saying, let's go where the pros are and see how good you really are. I went to play with those guys as a youngster, and I happened to be pretty good that a coach was there who saw me. This coach saw potential in me. His name was Dave Stallman. Dave Stallman is still a great friend and mentor today. Dave Stallman asked me when I like to go to a basketball camp. And I said, well, sure, but I don't think I'd be able to go because my parents, my mom wouldn't be able to pay for it. Plus, I said, I don't know if I have the right shoes to play in. I used to play in the shoes that had holes in the bottom. And um, he said, well, hey, what if I tell you that someone will pay for you to go and I'll get you a pair of shoes? Would you go? And I said, yeah, if my mom will let me. He said, but the campus in Clearwater, Florida? I said, well, I don't know if she'll let me go out of town, <laughs> but I'll ask. My mom let me go, and so I went to this camp. Little did I know he was taking me to this camp of the late great Hall of Famer, Pistol Pete Maravich, which he had a birthday a couple of days ago. Rest in heavenly peace to Pistol. Um, I, got, I get to the camp, and I was such a competitive, driven, determined young man with a little roughness around the edges that I wasn't very nice to my teammates. I was kind of a showboat. If I did something spectacular, I probably would talk trash. That was just who I was as an inner city kid. That's just the way it was. So much so, my team was undefeated. We got to the end of camp, and Pistol Pete Maravich wanted to have lunch with Stefan Leary. You have to imagine in this moment that I thought I arrived. Sure. Yes. Pistol Pete Maravich wants to have lunch with Stefan Leary. I've made it. Unfortunately, I sit down at this table one day, the closing out of camps, and Pistol Pete tells me all of the good things that someone would love to hear as a 17-year-old kid. Stefan, you have great potential. Stefan, you're a great player. Stefan, you remind me of my teammate in Boston, the Celtics, the late uh, Tiny Archibald. He said, you have a chance to be a professional. But I wanted to have lunch to tell you this one thing. I won't be giving you the MVP award. And in amazement and shock, I say, what? What? I dominated these kids. I'm better than these kids. How could you do that? And he said, Stefan, he told me these words that changed the course of my life forever. He said, your character doesn't fit the award. Mm. It was the most painful time that I had experienced in my life at that time. But it was also the most rewarding. 
he told me something that I had never, ever heard before in my life, and that was character matters. You see, growing up in the inner city, I thought it was all about being tough. It was all about being the best. It was all about stepping on one person to get to the mountaintop. It was about knocking others off the top of the mountain to become king of the mountain. It was about putting your opponents down and shaming them and letting them know that you are better than they are. That wasn't character. I ran, I got so upset, I flipped the table over, I ran out the door, and the little that I realized when I got out the door, I'm in Clearwater, Florida. That's a long run home. <laughs> and so I ran to the end of the curb and I'm crying profusely. Why is he doing me like this? Why did he treat me like this? I can't believe I came all the way here for him to hurt my feelings. I thought this was gonna be good for me. And yeah, I did the whole pity party thing. And Coach Stallman came up to me and he sat beside me, put his arms around me and he said, Pete told me what he told you. He said, I invited you to this camp because I wanted you to hear Pistol Pete's story because you have a lot of potential in your life. He said, if you would do me a favor, just come listen to Pistol Pete and we can go from there. I went to listen to Pistol Pete, June 18th, 1986, close out of Pistol Pete Maravich basketball camp. He told the story of being a, a brash, harsh, cocky, multi first million dollar NBA player, Hall of Fame basketball player who almost lost his life because of his big mouth and because of his attitude. While he was speaking, it was in that moment that I began to cry and to shed tears. I began to see myself in Pistol Pete's story. And at the end of camp, he closed out camp and he said, is there anyone under the sound of my voice would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Hmm. And I raised my hand. And that was the day that the life of Stefan Larry changed. It was almost like the scales off my eyes like Jesus himself in the scriptures touched the eyes of the blind man and the scales fell off. Then I began to see life for what it was. You see, in the inner city, we live to survive. You live to conquer. What I learned and what became evident to me when the scales fell off my eyes was there's purpose to life. There is good, there is evil, there's right, there's wrong, there's sin, there's righteousness. And if you have a chance to become all that God desires for you to be, you must choose to live the right way. I go back to my, uh, my family and I felt different. I saw things different. I didn't want to hang out with the drugs, the alcohol, the girls, the whatever, the parties. I wanted something different for my life. For the first time, I desired to be successful and to fulfill the purpose in which God had for me. Mm. Coach Stallman called me and he said, hey, how's life? How's everything going? I said, not too good because of all of the things that I'm facing around me. 
he said, hey, would you like to come out and go to the Christian school that I coach at? And at that time, I thought, Christian school? What is that? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> he said, it's the same as school, but we teach you biblical principles to help you learn and grow to be who God's called you to be. So in that moment, I said, yeah, sure, um, but I don't know if my mom will let me. He said, well, will you come out and visit? I came out to visit Pamela. He took me to a five o'clock in the morning prayer meeting. Hmm. And if I was in earthly form, I think I saw an angel in heavenly form. Hmm. At a five o'clock in the morning prayer meeting, this lady by the name of Lynn Johnson, she happens to be white. After the prayer meeting, she walks up to me and she says, what is a young man like you doing here? Bunch of adults praying for their day, wives seeing their husbands off to work, praying for their children. That's what that prayer was about. And here I was, a 17 year old kid dwelling among them. I said, I was here with him. <laughs> I was a little bit intimidated. <laughs> she said, uh, she said, well, what are you here to do? I said, I came to visit this Christian school. Little did I know that her kids attended that Christian school. And she said these words to me, Pamela, that changed my life forever. She said, that's funny. While we are praying, I felt like God told me to offer you a place to live. And in an amazing, shocking moment, I said, me? You want me to come live with you? She said, yes. She said, I, if you come to school here, you have a home to live. I've never felt so much love, never felt so much compassion. Furthermore, for the first time in my life, someone of another skin color, someone who didn't look like me, someone who didn't share similar backgrounds, extended their hands, their arms, their home to me. For the first time I saw and felt the love of God like I never felt before. I went to visit the school Lynn invited me over to dinner to meet their kids. I went over to meet the kids and I met, the son, met their sons, Billy, Scott, and Jacob. And this wonderful little girl named Jessica, she's my little heart. She's about nine years old. She runs up to me, she jumps in my arm. She grabs me around the neck she kisses me on the cheek. She says, I love you. Are you gonna be my big brother? I didn't know what to do. I was overwhelmed with so much love, so much compassion. They welcomed me in with open arms. The funny thing is Pistol Pete had come to do a camp in Katy, Texas, in which he invited me personally right before I went to the school. And when I went to the camp the second time, I was a changed man. 
and I'm a young man, and I won every award at the camp. And the funny thing is, my brothers was at that camp. And when they said, oh my gosh, it's him. It's the guy from the camp. And it was such an unbelievable moment. It was nothing but God that could have done that. My life, it changed the course of my life forever. Pistol Pete became a friend and a mentor. That's why he's on my wall. He helped change the course of my life. Um, that next summer, after I graduated from high school, Pistol Pete, uh, before he passed away, asked little Stefan Leary to be a part of his camp staff. I was the only young person that he had ever done that for. He helped change my life. He became a friend and a mentor. That family is still my family today. God has done such amazing things in my life. I've now become, I coached and trained in high school, college. I was an athletic director, counselor. I've done so many things in my life that my message to everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice is this. If I can, you can. You are more than what you see because there is truly seeds of greatness in you. And God has a purpose and a plan for your life. If you would use the opportunities to submit to that which he's called you to do in your life, he will begin to do things in you that you never ever could have imagined. Stefan Leary grew up in a family in a situation where I had no structure. I wasn't made to go to school. I wasn't the smartest kid. I don't know, have any idea how I've written two books and I'm about to write a third book. <laughs> I don't know what in the world made me invent a training and rehabilitation shoe and I'm trying to launch that hopefully will help people rehabilitate and train. My mom says that shoe's gonna make people walk again. I said, okay, <laughs> I don't, I can't explain to you the power of what God does to a surrendered life. I can only share with you that if I can do it, you can do it. Not because I'm better, better or more equipped because it is Christ in you. That is the hope of glory. Yes. And he has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend. Wow. I can't explain to you how it is, what God does with a surrender life. That is amazing. I will remember that forever. Stefan Leary, 
What an amazing story, incredible story, an incredible story of how trusting God delivers purpose by design and not by default. I hope that you have been encouraged that you're here with a purpose and that if you will surrender to that purpose and just begin to passionately pursue it, the sky isn't even the limit for you. Now come back next week for part two, because if you think this was amazing, wait till you get to part two. Oh my goodness. Until then, thank you for being here today. And remember, you do have a purpose by design, not by default. Now go out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. See you next week on The Pamela Show.